0: Hello, everybody. What's up,
1: what's, up, what's up? Hey, Everybody.
0: I don't like that.
1: <laughs> I gotta mix it up a little bit, you I know? I don't like it. Better than just a normal, hi, Eric's here.
0: We do need a better <laughs> intro.
1: We do. Welcome back to our podcast, everybody.
0: Yeah, welcome back. We just got back from a trip. We got it back from a
1: fantastic trip.
0: So great. Um, we have a lot to talk about. I'm pretty excited. Do you want to jump right into the best part of your week?
1: Jump into the best part of my week. The best part of my week happened on a little private beach. i will just leave it at that.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun in, in Monterey. It was amazing. Um, the best part of my week was, I mean, like, everything that happened. It was so fun. Like, I bought my first Thomas Kincaid paintings, which was exciting. I've always wanted to do that. Um, I started at my new job, which was awesome. Um, Got like a little water massage.
1: Ooh, hydro massage.
0: On the beach. Yeah, buddy. That was awesome. There was a lot of good stuff.
1: There was a lot.
0: But I definitely know what the hardest was. Last night. Last night was terrible.
1: Little Squish had a 102 temp. And we were freaking out for a little bit because we
0: are first time parents. The other worst part
1: okay well that was my worst part what's your worst part <laughs> okay
0: that was really terrible <laughs> she had attempts she woke up at twelve thirty, crying and inconsolable just burning up and throwing up it was terrifying um the worst part was that we were awake at twelve thirty because we'd never gone to sleep because neighbors were doing illegal fireworks the really 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 loud ones
1: two houses down they weren't reaching a high elevation and they were blowing up maybe 50 feet above our house
0: yeah and it was really loud i don't know how the baby slept through that i turned her sound machine up as loud as it could go because i was like this is ridiculous so it was probably from 10 p.m until like midnight
1: no it was till one in the morning at least
0: no we were at the hospital then
1: okay it was till midnight
0: um it was oh god i was so mad so mad like raging, and I went out to try to find who it was and uh, wanted to report them or beat them up. I don't know. I was the, feeling like a crazy person. I was like, I want to go to sleep.
1: The hardest part about it is is that, like, we used to be that.
0: We were never that. We have little sparklers, and we write on the ground with them.
1: Two years ago, we got illegal fireworks from the neighbors and let them off at midnight in the no, front No, we yard.
0: didn't
1: okay well that's what I remember (laughs) so I my point is is that we used to be the drunk people that really didn't care about the neighbors and were having fun and would blast music and all that stuff right so I was a little bit torn because yeah I used to be that but now I'm not that anymore and now we have a little baby who's trying to sleep and we have a house and we're adults and basically yeah I just feel like I'm getting older and care about totally different things now
0: yeah Um, so then we were awake from, from that and Olivia woke up at 1230 crying and it was just such a hassle. We ended up going to Safeway to get baby Tylenol and, um, a butt thermometer and on my way out, I found a really good deal on corn, so... I checked out, and the guy at, like, one in the morning looked at me so weird because I had a butt thermometer, Tylenol, and, like, six ears of corn, but I was like, can't pass up a good deal. And I'm glad that I bought that corn because I made a delicious dinner tonight with it.
1: And I'm glad that Safeway was open till 24 hours because yeah. we went there one in the morning.
0: That was really lucky. Tonight for dinner, we did um my favorite new pesto. It's really good. It's vegan, but it tastes like... The original um it's nut free it's so delicious. I put the recipe on my Instagram, and um we put like corn on top of it, like mixed in and chicken and it was so good, little spiral noodles.
1: it was pretty phenomenal, and how did you make the pesto?
0: um a little trickroo yeah, instead of using nuts, I used garbanzo beans, which I thought was so brilliant. I have been trying to find a nut free pesto recipe that works for years because pesto is my favorite sauce like more than red sauce like
1: everybody's favorite sauce more than than red
0: more than alfredo pesto is my number one but since i stopped eating nuts it's really hard to find some or not even you can't find it but to make something similar i've tried seeds like i've done sunflower seeds and that gave it super weird flavor um what else have I tried? I tried different types of nuts when I ate nuts, but just, I don't know, nothing works. And then I had this thought that someone told me a long time ago that beans are basically soggy nuts. And so I was like, what if I use beans? And it worked so good. It gave it texture. It gave it that like, that like bulk. So it's not just like a thin sauce, um, a ton of garlic, a ton of basil. It had such good flavor. Like you liked it.
1: Yeah, I thought it tasted delicious. It was really good. The soggy nuts did the job.
0: (laughs) The soggy nuts worked. So that's probably how I'm going to make pesto until I die. And I'm okay with that.
1: There you go. Um, (laughs) And it was good, so Um, might as well.
0: um, So, babe, we went to the aquarium.
1: Hold on. So we started this conversation by talking about the highs and lows. Some of the highs were about our trip. We went to Monterey. Yeah. It was awesome.
0: It was really cool.
1: We went overnight. We left the baby with her grandparents for the first sleepover ever.
0: Yeah.
1: And she did pretty good from everything that we heard. She woke up uh, twice, which is about what she wakes up for us. And it seemed like they had a blast. Yeah. Which let us have a blast. And we went to the aquarium.
0: We did. It was really fun.
1: There was a lot of just beautiful things like seeing the jellyfish exhibit was awesome seeing a hammerhead shark was awesome
0: i liked the otters
1: the otters were so cool yeah i could have sat there and watched them all day
0: they really are like just sea dogs Mm -hmm. they looked like dogs they played with toys like dogs they're really goofy and cute and funny
1: we watched them for what probably 30 minutes 20 30 minutes
0: I really liked, the exhibits were amazing, don't get me wrong, but I really liked going to the cafe inside the aquarium, I've always wanted to go there, and we sat at a table overlooking the water, and I had this really good, like, teriyaki chicken bowl Mm. that had all, like, local organic veggies, it was so good.
1: Yeah, that was nice.
0: It was a fun trip, we did a really nice steak dinner on the water.
1: We did, we went to the chop house.
0: That was amazing. Chart house. I really liked um, 17 Mile Drive. That was really fun um i'd never been before and i didn't realize it was on a golf course i didn't even know where it was i just i mean i've heard of it so it was really fun there's like 12 different beaches you can explore along the drive you can stop you can just take pictures and enjoy the scenery like it's just such a beautiful drive everybody goes really slow and you have time to really take in the sights and i don't know it was just mm, i love nature and beauty and it was super enjoyable but um at the aquarium they had so much stuff about plastic use and like how it's ruining our oceans and eric and i have kind of dabbled in sustainability i would say um we've kind of dabbled in how to be greener and it inspired us to try even harder um i was telling you i think the number one use of plastic in our house would probably be ziploc bags yep Um, I use them for everything all the time. And I want to find a good reusable alternative. I know that they have the ones that are made out of like silicone, uh, some kind of material where you just wash them and then let it dry out. Mm -hmm. But I got those one time and I didn't like them because they never dried and the inside got kind of like weird and mildewy. And they're like thicker and harder. So it's hard to get in there and wash them and dry. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I need to find a good alternative.
1: We can explore a couple options. I think it's a really cool thing to do, and we use reusable straws. We don't really use plastic yeah. water bottles unless we're on a trip and we're on a pinch.
0: We use glass straws. We have our reusable water bottles that we take everywhere with us. We use glass containers. Yep. We reuse um, if we get... You know what we really need to be better at? when we go to the store and you have to like pay 10 cents for a bag Mm -hmm. I always forget to bring my reusable bags inside with me I think it's just because I'm a mom and I have so many other things on my mind I'm trying to like get Olivia loaded in the stroller turn off the car sometimes leave my cars my keys in the car get my purse make sure that I have my phone and I just forget the bags and so I always end up with the plastic bags I do use them in our trash cans in the bathrooms but it would be so much better if we didn't have to use them
1: It totally would, and I forget all the time too. But it's kind of funny though because we keep them in the back of the car with the stroller. We take out the stroller, yet we don't grab the bags.
0: Yeah, totally. You got a really cool um bracelet.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah, so this kind of like kicked off our little let's help the ocean recycling thing, and we bought a bracelet. I don't know, it was like five or six dollars or whatever, but it was made out of fully recycled plastic that was pulled out of the ocean and
0: glass bottles and
1: glass. And it said that um, for everyone purchased, they remove a pound of trash from the ocean. So that was a little bit, but you know, it helps.
0: They remove trash from the ocean and then also the bracelet itself is made out of recycled ocean Mm -hmm. trash. So it was really, it's really cute on you. I like it. Well, thank Um, you. You're welcome. So yeah, it was just a really great trip. It was refreshing. I feel like we've packed so much into two days, Um, but I had this real, this realization about like the importance of vacation getaways mm-hmm. because i feel like you realize a lot when you get out of town and you get out of your bubble and you go somewhere new, you leave your laundry pile, you leave your shopping list and you go and just you, you just be, you know, instead of like always having a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um and i think it gives you like fresh clarity about your life of what you want to do more of, what you want to do less of, what needs to change. Get back in touch with yourself. Um, And I realized a few things on our trip that I wanted to share. And I wanted you to share if you relate to these. All right, let's do it. Something that I realized on the trip was that I need more adventure in my life. And that our day-to-day is like such a grind. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is because it has to be. And we have a lot going on and working both full-time with the baby. There's just always moving pieces. Um, But we talked about how hard it was when we first went on vacation that morning and that afternoon on the first day, how hard it was to just relax and, Mm -hmm. like, stop. Um, And it wasn't until we got those massages right there by the beach that we were able to actually be like, okay, we're on vacation. Let's just breathe. Um, And so I need more adventure in my life, even if it's small things that aren't, like, a full weekend trip little ways to unplug because I 24-7 when I'm home have a running to-do list, things that I need to do, things I want to do, things I have to do to take care of myself and the house and you and the baby and my family and obligations and it just becomes a lot and it, I think it's sad if the only place you get to have adventure is when you're on vacation because it doesn't happen all the time.
1: So what does adventure mean to you? Does that mean going out and doing things on a weeknight? Does that mean um, trying new things or exploring new things, going to new places? What what are it you thinking? It means
0: doing something that gets me out of my head where because I'm always thinking about we need to make it home by this time so I can do this and I need to prep my lunch and my vitamins before work tomorrow and I'll shower after I work. Just, all, just this running as a woman. There's like 50 million tabs open in my brain and there's like this sweet spot of vacation for like... 12 hours where you're actually there and everything else is turned off and I feel like that's adventure whether it's going golfing with you and actually just being in the moment and having a good day together or cooking a new recipe at home together and having fun in the kitchen and not actually not thinking about everything else it's like the ability to turn off my brain and just be present with the activity to me is adventurous honestly
1: i think that's the challenge is being able to have an adventure like atmosphere at home because there's Cause always home feels
0: like very um what's the word for it predictable
1: yeah that makes sense like, you, there's always you have like, a routine
0: there's always a task yeah like, there's even always something now, to
1: do you have to clean something up you have to make something you have to
0: even now i'm like seeing the clutter on the coffee table I know that we have to clean the dog hair off the couches because it just, like, adds up really quickly. And we need to use that little dog hair remover. And there's just always things. There's there always is. always things. There is. And it's making me want to go on vacation every weekend. I don't think I can adult anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I realized was that I've really been disconnected with some of my passions in this past year um and I wanted to get back to those things a little bit um I've really kind of been disconnected from like my passion for food and I've just made it all about convenience because I I am busy and I just don't think about it anymore or have the time and I don't watch Food Network anymore I think a huge part about me loving food and experimenting with food and making recipes and stuff um growing up and as a teen in my early 20s was I was always watching Food Network it was my favorite and so I always had inspiration Mm -hmm. from like basket items or a show of a chef I like and just new techniques I would see and I would always there was like fresh inspiration in my brain and there's none of that anymore and you are like what you surround yourself with so if you want more of something you have to start listening to it or having friends who like it or talking to someone about it um, you have to immerse yourself in it a little bit, and so I subscribed to a couple food podcasts, which I'm really Ooh. excited about. One of them is I listened to one episode today; and it was good, and I um subscribed to another one that was like about health, okay, and um female hormones and
1: like health eating, gut, like for that
0: gut health, no, like health, just like gut health, brain health, hormone health, women's health, and um I just want those voices in my life again, rather than not having them does that make sense
1: yeah i mean you've always been passionate about that so it's good to have it rekindled
0: reconnecting with passions um another thing that i realized was the importance of planning getaways in advance even if they're small because life gets busy
1: yes so we have already planned our next one
0: we planned our next vacation while we were on this vacation because yes, I knew did. as soon as we got home and we both got into that 40-hour-a-week work grind, we would it, it's not a priority. You're not going to be thinking about vacation. Um, and so we texted some family and said, do you guys want to go to the mountains next month? They said yes. Now it's happening.
1: We have a date. We have a time. We know where we're going. We know when we're going. It's yeah. exciting.
0: So the importance of planning things in advance for yourself um, because if you just wait for it to magically happen, it never happens. You have to actually put an effort to plan it and to put it on your calendar and to decide to do it. Even if it's small, even if it's like going to a new library in town with yourself for a date or trying a new coffee shop or going on a day trip or going to a new winery, just something that's an adventure, something that's a trip, something that's a break for yourself. You have to plan it or it doesn't happen
1: yeah i'm excited to try some new stuff i think it would be fun to do stuff during the week i mean last week we had people come over and um watch the bachelor and that just felt like a night where we didn't necessarily have work that day or we didn't have work the next day it was it was a chance where we could just forget about everything else that was going on so i'm excited to do stuff during the week
0: yeah well yeah yeah
1: not every day but yeah yeah once a week maybe
0: um and then another revelation that I had is that the stress of our everyday life isn't as big as it seems when you step away. So when you're in your day-to-day grind and your day-to-day life, I always think of like those horses with the blinders on where they can only see what's right directly in front of them. They can't see the big picture. That's how it is when you are in your kind of day-to-day life. Um, there's chores. There's work. There's duties. There's... um just all of the things that make up our lives and keep things running smoothly but when you step away from that you realize that what felt so big is actually super super tiny Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if I don't do laundry and it's piled up I feel like a failure when I go on vacation I'm like who cares like there are so many more important things in the world it's just it's it takes those horse blinders off and gives you a chance to see things from a bigger perspective before you go dive back into your, your life.
1: Yeah. And I think this is going to sound slightly a little bit different than what you're saying, but you know, when we're sitting at dinner overlooking the ocean, it just kind of puts into perspective how big everything else is. So like a little task like the laundry, you realize that that's not going to make or break the world. Like that's, Mm -hmm. there's so many other things out there and the world is so much bigger than that little task
0: yeah totally um I think that the big takeaway and the big question is just am I living in resonance with my truest and my best self like that's what I was thinking about on the trip and that's what I had time to reflect on on the trip was am I in my day-to-day life when I'm in that grind am i living in my truest self and the answer was no i'm not and so figuring out ways that i can reconnect with that truest self of i want to be health-minded i want to be inspired and cook new food and new recipes i want um to be more relaxed and more open to adventure and just kind of having a chance to ask yourself that question and to answer it um of you know how can i be
1: how can i live my best life
0: how can I be completely myself?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: what is the core of Julia want and need and thrive on? And am I doing that? And if not, how can I start to do it more?
1: Nice. I agree totally with that is. And then we even talked about it last week too, is, um, leaving the stresses of work at the door when you walk in the house, which doing that is going to open up this adventure of night or, you know, if, if you can drop your stresses of the day and yeah. be present in your house for everything else.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that'd be huge.
0: Yeah. Um, on the drive there and back, we were listening to our fave new comedian. Well, I, so I found her a couple years ago, and then I think I told you about her, or we started to watch one of her comedies, Mm -hmm. and then just, like, forgot about her. Eliza Schleisinger?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yep.
0: She has a bunch of specials on Netflix. She's really funny. But, um, we got back into her. She was on a podcast, and then we watched some of her stand-ups, and, um, she talked about some interesting things about, um... Uh, like self-image and how women perceive themselves and um the media and our our body culture and just kind of i don't know it was really interesting sorry guys i have major brain fog <laughs> i am pmsing right now and it just makes me so low energy but um so it was interesting because she was saying how she's thankful for the Kardashians. And I completely resonated with that. I had that conversation with you last week.
1: We like had it before we heard it. It was was so weird. We
0: had that conversation and then she had that conversation on the podcast. I was like, this is what I was saying. I'm so grateful. People are like, the Kardashians are gross. They're so annoying. They're everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. I am so grateful for them because in the nineties and in the two thousands, when I was growing up and in high school and a young person, it was all about be as skinny as you can abercrombie and fitch models um look like the models standing outside the store um be the people on mean girls like wear the tiny skirt it was all about being super tiny and all the role models and all the people who were admired socially were tiny and that was just the look the supermodel look
1: she was talking about like the paris hilton and nicole ritchie like that was your your image
0: yeah you got to have highlights you got to wear abercrombie and you got to be skinny that was the goal and then these Kardashians came along and all of a sudden figures became more popular and booties and having cellulite and just having or, or having an ethnic body and not being um, a skinny white girl, like having curves and having shape. And I'm not saying that like butt implants are, you know, like <laughs> that. I'm not saying that, oh, like I'm so like, grateful that they have made, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Falsifying
1: yourself acceptable.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying like everyone should have a huge Kardashian booty. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, the narrative of what was beautiful completely shifted and turned on its head, mm-hmm. and that made room for other body types, for every body type to exist, and out of the Kardashian craze came the body positivity movement. That wasn't a thing until the last five or ten years, and it was this body positivity of, hey, I look kind of like them. Hey, I'm bigger. Hey, I'm I'm not what you would see standing out Aber- outside Abercrombie. I can still be proud of my body, and it's acceptable, and I don't have to hide it, and it's not shameful and it's not bad and it just it was like a landslide it started with the kardashians and then all of a sudden it was a landslide of other movements and accepting and social um constructs just being completely shifted and i just think that that's amazing
1: i thought it was cool too and like her just perceptive of it of you know tall skinny short curvy whatever it is um that's it's it's right it's what you are it's it's beautiful
0: and, like, the, you don't have to spend your life trying to change it. You don't have to spend your life wanting to achieve skinniness. You weren't born to be skinny. You weren't born for your sole achievement as a woman to be thin.
1: Yeah. So enjoy the food. We have enjoy so much Enjoy every more. aspect of your life.
0: So much more purpose. So much more to offer than even thinking about our bodies all the time, you know?
1: Yeah. I thought it was crazy when she was talking about... Um, that whole time where everybody was trying to just be this skinny little pole. And she's like, it's okay. Have an eating disorder as long as you look this way. And it's like, it's just so flawed. But that's how it was for so many years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was almost encouraged. It was like, do whatever you got to get to get there. Yep. And now it's like, do whatever you need to feel at home in yourself. And that is a way better message to be sending. Yes. Um, And then it kind of got me thinking about like things in this Day and eight, like things in the past ten years that have really shifted, so like the Kardashians body image what 's acceptable, and I was thinking about the millennials and how they say that we 're the generations that the generation that is obsessed with ourselves and like the selfie culture, like the selfie generation, and I was thinking about how grateful I am actually because people always spin things so negatively but there's always like beauty and positivity and growth if you actually just like can spin it a little differently so they say that it's this selfie culture but I see it as this amazing generation that all of a sudden has looked inward at the self because 15, 20, 30 years ago it wasn't a thing to uh, be in therapy to be doing affirmations to meditate to do inner work to do shadow work to do ego work none of those terms were even like really known or accepted and I love that this selfie generation existed I love that I was a part of it because we have whereas you know our our grandmas our grandpas it was like just have a vodka tonic and get over it yep go home drunk hit your wife do whatever you need to do just get over it and there was so much that was accepted or acceptable that was like so not okay and not acceptable there was so much brokenness and there was no way to heal from it there was so much brokenness and there was nowhere to go to express it or to look inwardly there was no tools there was no tools it was just like yep you got messed up as a kid go have some vodka tonics try not to kill your wife and uh sorry about it
1: yeah move on
0: and now it's like push it down deep There's so many resources and people and different healers and body workers. And um, today I did a breath work session with a breath worker and it was like life changing. It was so good. And there's all these tools now because we are the self generation and we've looked into ourselves and we're the first generation to be like, what does it look like to live healed? What does it look like to live whole? What does it look like to challenge my inner wounds and to find beauty and wholeness inside of myself? Like that never existed.
1: Yeah. And it's not really taught either. Like it's, I never really experienced it until I met you. And then there's multiple times where we're talking and you're like, why do you feel this way? Like, what's, what's this emotion? What's the stem of it? Where does it come from? And like self-reflection just, it helps you grow so much. And like, it's, that's awesome. It's, it's so nice to, to be ex- expressed or not to be expressed to a Be shown that, or to have somebody teach you that and openly talk about it and to be a safe spot for you to grow and to talk about it.
0: Yeah. So, if we're the generation, you know, in recent years who's kind of trailblazing and discovering what is the soul? What are the components of the soul? What is the ego? What is shadow work? What is breath work? What is my internal realm? What does it look like? What are my chakras? Like, think about it if we're doing all of this forerunner work how amazingly whole and healthy and how many tools our grandchildren will have our children will have because it's just gonna get more accepted there's gonna be more that's known about these things it's gonna be more common to live a whole integrated life and to not like if you are going just drinking vodka all day going home and hurting your family or your wife it, it would be like what what's going on dude like let's work on this and get it together. Whereas that was the social norm.
1: It's like flipped on its head. Like instead of being normal, that's a a cause for concern now.
0: Yeah. And I just, I think it's interesting because it's like one of the things that this generation is most criticized for is the Kardashians and being this like self-centered selfie culture. And I'm so grateful for both of those things because they've completely changed the way that I get to live my, the rest of my life and what I get to teach Olivia and the things I get to learn about myself and the way that I get to live and pursue my most integrated, whole self. like It's just such a blessing that I wouldn't have even had access to or words for 15 or 20 years ago.
1: It's the definition of a blessing in disguise. Like You want to look at them and think that they've changed the world, but they totally have.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So anyways, that's my deep thought of the day. I love it. Do you have anything else to add
1: I think we're good I am reminiscing of our great vacation excited to go to sleep tonight and plan our next one
0: yeah it's like you try to squeeze every last drop of joy out of your vacation once you get home because it's crazy how quickly you feel back in the grind and back into the normalcy of your day-to-day life and I'm still like trying to hold on to the sights and the smells and the sounds and going through pictures. It was so fun.
1: The good thing is, is we can take a ton of pictures and have them right there on your phone these days. And we can live on those memories for a little bit.
0: Totally. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our catch up. Uh, I hope we inspired you to go plan a vacation or at least a day of adventure for yourself and i'm
1: i'm really curious what everybody else does as far as um trying to cut back on like plastic use and stuff like that so if you have any opinions or anything that you guys like to do please share them with us because i'm interested in more ways of bettering the earth
0: yeah if you have any resources or podcasts about sustainability or anything we would love to hear about it because we're trying we're gonna save those sea otters yeah Go ahead and like our Instagram at Griffin Unfiltered Podcast. And um, you can find both of us on there. Make sure that you subscribe so that you'll get um, notified when our new episodes come out. And we'll talk to you next week, hopefully, maybe. Alrighty. Have a good night. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.